But I think you have to look at it that way. I mean, I think when, when you get up early in the morning right. and you get out there, you have to go, you know what? I'm ready for something that's not going to be completely ordinary. Welcome back to another episode of the American Yammer Podcast. This is Hall Pass as I continue uh, to be your host. Um, guys, continue to bear with me too as far as I'm trying to get the, uh, the sound on this thing figured out. This one was a little funny. Guiding Light doesn't know this yet, but the episode was recorded completely from the laptop microphones that the microphones that he was so impressed with that we were using in the beginning weren't actually hooked up to the computer. Um, now I know it. Moving forward. Um, what was going on. So, um, again, it was an honor. It was a privilege to sit down with uh, Guiding Light. There was a lot to unpack in this episode. Uh, please bear with the, the uh, technical difficulties. As some of it sounds a little funny. You may have more coming out of your right speaker than your left. Uh, but either way, I don't, I don't think it'll be that much of a distraction. Uh, I think you guys will still enjoy it. And again, I'll fix that issue moving forward. Um, all right, without... Uh, Further ado, here is Guiding Light. Lefty Lucy? Yeah. That's it. But it's, not, it's not... Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. I don't want to it break is. it. I know my own strength sometimes, you know. I work out. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> you run a lot. Your arms are your weak. Yeah, the scrawny arms. My scrawny arms. <laughs> Rob Lowe. I think it sounds good. All right. All right. And I may have you spit your gum out. I don't know. Uh, okay. When so, I listen, you can just sit it right there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to swallow it. <laughs> Good. What a way to start it. Matt Lovell, 38, hall pass. Derek Whitefield, 49, got him life. Man, thanks for coming. Good to be here. I know I invited you a few weeks ago. <laughs> short notice. A little short notice. I mean, I what that is like, can you come over right now? I don't have anybody available. <laughs> I was like, guy a good guy. Is that is that how it goes? It's kind of feast or famine with this thing? I think so. I'm trying to get more structured. Yeah. And I've got Jitterbug is listening. Uh, he's going to make sure. I had to buy a new mic. This one wasn't cutting it. He's like, it sounds like you're mm-hmm. only using one mic. That looks nice. That looks heavy, too. Yeah, it looks, it's nice. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, nice, that's a nice kind of... But it wasn't, it wasn't doing it. So that okay. one over there was the one that sticks you up and... and uh, is it the Samson? Yeah, that's the one sticks you mm-hmm. used. And I found that brand. it was supposed to be Samsung. It's just like it's like the off brand. <laughs> Adibus. <laughs> it might be for the price. You can't beat it. But uh, I thought it was broken. And I found out for all the sound guys, if and you're listening, if there's a phantom button on the on the mixer, if I hit it, the mics are dead. There's a lot of buttons on that. Yeah. Um, I don't use many, but that one's important. More than you need. Right. Well, listen, tell me, how's, how's the week been more than the Well, it's been day? good. I mean, it's just been today, Monday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Today, today was um, International Women's Day. Really? And so... Um, What'd you do? I try to I put out a little <laughs> thing on Facebook and right. happy International Women's Day. But, um, I mean, I was going to do something big. Um always kind of dreaming big and then did not you, doing anything. Did your wife know it was women's <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's their, all the reminders come out. I mean, this is almost like Mother's Day. That's terrible. But, yeah, like, I'm surprised we don't have an International Women's Day tree in our living room. You have presents underneath it, and it's a big deal. Do you feel pressure on those mm-hmm. days? Like, 
Valentine's days. I don't know. I, mean, I hate them. See, that's the thing is I've over the years, especially like with my wife, I've I've done so little. Right. <laughs> like the bar is so low right now. So what I've got is like, you know, I mean, I, obviously I hate to be the underachiever kind of guy, but, you know, I feel like anything is appreciated at this point, right? I mean, I've got <laughs> it's it. anything. I mean, you got some guys who they've got to hit home runs every time, right? And yeah. they've got to, you know, not only that, but next time they got to hit it even, even farther. So I'm um, I'm not in that category. Uh-huh. I got a nice I got a nice thing going. What is that? Is it flowers, chocolate? No, 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 no. not even flowers and chocolate. It's just I mean mostly like you know I love you. <laughs> no, I mean, let us sleep in. Let us sleep in a little. That's about the best I can do. I try to be just a good husband, you know, at all at all times, you know, like not cheating on you. <laughs> what else do you want? I'm loyal, right? No, I can't stand. Uh, I told my wife, I've been fighting it years and years. She's gotten out of where she'll order the flowers and the chocolates. Yeah. And then um, they show up on the special day. And, I'm, and yeah. she thanks me for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. Do it yourself. But I will let her sleep in. You're not let her sleep in, but I plan the day where I'm, you know, like baby can sleep. Well, that's a big I'll take care of the kids. It's a big, it's a big treat. I think so because so, you got three kids, right? Four, four, huh? Yeah. So she'll she'll <clears throat> sleep till like nine thirty, ten maybe, and that's yeah. that's uh, and on a normal day she's waking up around seven. So, so that really messes you up when you're. I mean, how, you can't even. Like sleep, I couldn't even sleep until nine thirty. If I no, I couldn't. Either. If I tried, yeah, no, I couldn't either. So I get up with them. The boys wake up about six. The baby girl should wake up about eight thirty. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I only got to do it a few times a year. On special occasions. <laughs> special. You the man. <laughs> it's a couple. Wow. Birthdays. You're married to pa- Hall Pass. Uh, wow. Yeah, hey, how'd you get her. your name Hall Pass? Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, I, I never asked. Right. No, well, no, not on this the format. I don't think. Maybe no. I think it was it. Uh, man, I think you know those days are, are blurry. Those mm-hmm. first days. I'm heavy drinking. Well, yeah. <laughs> Early in the morning. <laughs> I hadn't went to bed yet. All right. Um, no, I think uh, it was a mix between I was a doing probation parole work, uh, and then I mentioned that I had a bunch of kids. So something happened where they were saying this is your hall pass. And Hall Pass and then Red Dragon ran with it and Hall Pass. So I, I, it seems like you could have gone a lot of good directions with it, the probation thing. Yeah. It could have been. My my chief supervisor out of High Point, who's F3, his name is Juvie, which was Juvie. Yeah. And when he started F3, he was uh, just a regular officer like I was. So Juvie was fitting. Yeah. If he's listening. Uh, but yeah I think Hall Pass came from I've got uh, three kids and one was just born she was born on December the 1st and I think I posted December the 16th or something so I was halfway through my uh, paternal leave or whatever yeah Uh, and then uh, and then so they named me Hall Pass that's working it works works for you and you got the little thing yeah give it out whoever needs it I'm not (laughs) guys need it I got plenty to to give them this is one right 
You know, you yeah, do whatever you good want. Good excuse. We can cut this off good if you want. There's no, no we're good. We're good. <laughs> we got <laughs> movies. We got one of those beers in the fridge right yeah, now. Yeah, you can stay there as a couch. What's in, what's in that right what's behind it? It's oh, that's that. PBR. That's a PBR. Okay. Absolutely. That's your go-to That's my go-to. Mm-hmm. Anything else besides that, I don't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. That was my, my daily. Have they upped their standards in the last? I think so. Okay. I think so. Because they back, didn't used to have very high ones. Back in the day, I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> so I don't know if it coincides with my age. Well, mo- most American beers you wouldn't touch, right? I mean, no. like back in the day. I didn't drink like Bush. <laughs> I know a bunch of guys like Bush. Milwaukee. I mean, there's always a, um, it, depending on how much money you had. I love going to like, well, if, if you've ever been to like Czech Republic or whatever, mm. you know, you'll see Budweiser. And that's the original Budweiser. But you oh, saw yeah. it's exactly like ours. Right. Uh, and you'll see people actually buying it. You're like, what? What are you doing? You got all these good ones here. <laughs> what are you doing with that? And it's completely different than the Budweiser that we have. I mean, it's like it's not for like going fishing and you know pouring yeah. half of it out. You know, I mean, it's or you know, what is it? Did you try it? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's good. It's standard, just like all the other. It's like kind of like German chocolate, right? Right. I mean, there's not a bad kind. Right. And it's the same thing in Czech Republic. They don't allow bad beers there. Because it's pure ingredients. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, like, it's got to be good. Well, because there's just too much competition. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, what would a person even What would Budweiser do against all the other beers that are out there? Like, if they had something, a really light, nasty tasting beer. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's, we don't have enough of that around here. Maybe it's an American thing. Or is it a Czech thing? I think, it, I mean, so it's European because right. all those countries have had beers from, right. I mean, like, it was like monks mm. would brew the beers. So they, they have, like, on their thing, you know, uh, since 1586 really? or something like that. And you're like, 1586? You've got no one beer since 1586. Do they serve them warm? Well, I have to, so, a, a, a bad beer mm. has to be cold, right? I mean, that's yeah. really bad. A good beer, you can have it warm, like a Guinness. Really, Guinnesses aren't supposed to be like ice right. cold. It's supposed to be know. supposed to be like room temperature. Oh, and know. they're supposed to take a long time to pour. Have you ever seen like a pro yeah. pour? Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, but I've always had cold beer. I don't know if I can. Yeah, have it. out of you know off the counter. Yeah, mm. maybe. I'm new to the beer thing. Like, I didn't drink, mm-hmm. you know, all through uh, illegal years. I didn't <laughs> I didn't right. test the system, uh-uh. you know. And um, I, I, I didn't really like it. I think when I was a kid, I was at the, it was the Dolphins um, Redskins Super Bowl. And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't single digits, but it was, yeah. it was an old one. And I remember we had there was, so there was free pizza and beer at this thing. It was a, it was a Super Bowl party, really? not not the Super Bowl itself. I was, at, okay. I was at the party with my with my parents. Okay. And I actually like I'd go around and I'd get some of the you know beer that was left in the pitcher and I was putting it on and, and I drank some of it and it was so bad. I was like and I kind of like you know on the way home I was kind of dizzy <laughs> and so I don't know how much I drank, kind of dizzy, and. Uh, <laughs> that was my first experience with beer. And I, like, I didn't have a second one until I went to, you know, Slovakia. And, they, right. and there wasn't water around, you know. Or if it, there was water, beer was cheaper than the water. Mm. And you're like, really? 
So I gotta drink it. <laughs> I gotta drink. Oh, pretty good. Everyone's drinking it. You know, I mean, they're like old ladies. Oh, like all and young kids. I mean, everyone's drinking it. You know? All day. I mean, like out in the park, they would have like two liter of beer that the kids were like passing mm-hmm. around at the picnic table, and you're like, you know, kids here, they got the same thing with Coke or yeah. Kool Aid or something like that, and the kids there, you know, That's passing awesome. around the beer. So, <laughs> so you get you adapted. Yeah. <laughs> and you brought some home. Well, they're also it. smoking too, and you know. Did you pick that up? <laughs> no smoking. Oh man, no. Mm-hmm. No, that's very like. I don't see where the draw is of the smoking thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the uh, making you cough. They're expensive now. Mm-hmm. Breath really suffers. You know, you got the draw. You know, no. Yeah. I guess the addiction thing is only like once you get hooked on them, and what can you do? Yeah, I've got some, some uh, little nicotine pouches. Uh, what is that thing? Spitless tobacco. I thought it looked like <laughs> it looked like Copenhagen or something. No, like this is clean. Let me This is probably uh, thing. Yeah. I, I, no, you don't have to do that. Out, you know? No, yeah, no little pouches. These are um, probably uh, gosh, where they come from? They're like Swedish pouches. This is what they do over in Sweden. Never been oh, there. Oh, that's uh, snooze. Yeah. Snooze, yeah. It's just uh, harmless. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a harmless little just six Just incredibly minutes. addictive, these things. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> hey, man, get a snooze for me. It's terrible. I'll get up in the middle of the night and go get some if I run out. It's terrible. Um, All the way to Sweden. Absolutely. I'll make a phone call. But no, the uh, I did smoke for years, and I had quit, thank goodness, when my son was born. And yeah. my priority shifted. And Let a cold a cold turkey quit. Yeah, it's the only way. Dang. Yeah, it's the only way. Just do that. Um, and then you know, I was introduced to chewing tobacco, fell in love, and mm. did that for a few years. Because mm-hmm. I could hide it. I'd go out walk the dog for like an hour. Yeah, but you know, haven't like, you ever seen those guys who are like like missing a big part of their jaw? I know. Oh, it's great chewing tobacco. I know. No, I can't wear so. <laughs> think it would uh, it would hold you off, but I don't know. It's just the, the nicotine I enjoy. Maybe all the other stuff that's that's in it. You know, I don't know. I just like the nicotine. I think there's a lot of things in a cigarette that yeah. probably. I mean, I've heard things. There's a lot. Of you that. know, like there's like a, so many poisons, more poisons than most. Mm-hmm. You know, pesticides have and stuff, and so that would keep me yeah away too. And then you can't run, you can't do anything. A girl said. That she was smoking Marlboro Reds, mm. and that her esophagus was bleeding yeah. because there were like glass shards in there. That's great. And she was telling me this as she smoked another cigarette. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's terrible. I just bleed some like, oh, And you're probably like, "Why do you really? Do you can't quit under those circumstances? Right. Like, what does it take? It's powerful. It's powerful. Um, yeah. If you've never visited, I've. I've Suggest not to, unless it's one of these. Right. These are harmless. It's a you can get them in yeah. three, too. So they're it needs a vowel. Z1. It's a Zen. You're a Zen master. A free blur. That's what it feels oh. like. You know, I have one in the morning on the way to, to AO. You have one? Yeah, and then I spit okay. it out. So if you see me in the first five minutes when we're doing uh, like a mosey, yeah, I'll throw it away. Yeah, the little, that's that's what you've got in your mouth. It's a, that's why you can't talk right sometimes. It takes a while. <laughs> it takes like, a while to warm up. Maybe like I'm talking to that, you know, that that character. Yeah. Hey, that's great. No, you can't tell. <laughs> like, did someone punch you in the lip last night? <laughs> I'm gonna start from scratch. Yeah, I got one right now. You can't talk. Oh, you do? It's up here. 
I did oh. a top flip. Oh, the top. Okay. You can't tell you don't have to spin. Don't do anything. <laughs> it was on a sleep with one of those things in. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Coughing in the middle. Of the night. I tried to go like an hour without any nicotine before bed. <laughs> an hour. It's oh. a tough battle. And I want to put it up again. I get really motivated when I quit tobacco. Like, mm. I'll take on some other really extreme challenge. Be it running. What you got? What you got? What's your next extreme challenge that you've got? What do you want to do? Oh, I mean, I love running. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, that's where I find it. The the peace, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just just going. Um, I've only ever experienced. Um, well, it's a lot. It's at fifty k. Oh, and, and so that's what thirty one miles or yeah. something. It was it was long, but there was nothing quite like it. It was hard, extremely hard. I wanted to quit. Well, if you can do that, right. you can do any of the runs that we're that's right that we're doing. And I did that before F three, before all this additional fitness stuff, um, before having a group of like minded men who yeah. also like to run. So I think we've got that rumble, the rumble and the roost race mm. coming up. Mm. Are you going to do it? What's that? Is that the one on the twenty fourth? Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's the problem. So the baby is due on the twenty third. And then the thing on the 20th, and I can't do it. <laughs> should be late. Was she late or early before? No, this is right on time. This is this is scheduled. This is C-section. Oh. This is the, yeah. So You're this is happening. No, no, no. Maybe get screwed up a week. But we've got, so the 10th, mm-hmm. as you well know, is the oh. April 10th. April 10th. Is the... Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm really bad the at that. The Nordiconda. I'm terrible at free stuff. Nordiconda? Yeah. The run? The run. I'll do it. I think. When is it? Yeah. That's on April 10th. Mm, April 10th. A little bit over a month. Write that down, guys. If you no. want to do it. How many guys turned out last time? So we had 25 or 20. I think 28 guys did it total and 25 guys started. and Some did a half, right? Some guys right. did, yeah. And that's fine. You know, what we're going to do is we're going to have it in three stages. Mm-hmm. So you can do the, you can get to the six mile point the right. 11 and a half or 12 mile point and then the 18 mile point so it just it really depends i mean i'm not sure if i'm gonna be able to finish it we'll have to see you said april 10th. that's april 10th yeah saturday it's a saturday Are you gonna come through cougar town starting from, no so this and we'll do that at some point i think we'll try to do one that does all the aos like yeah. snakes around all the aos because i think cougar we'll Town's see. in the way no it's not in the way if you go down yeah. And nobody wants to go by. <laughs> terrible. No, because you're going down, you're going along um, Horsepin Creek. Yeah. And Horsepin Creek is not really the, like, drivers are not attentive along Horsepin Creek. There's so many cones oh, yeah, bad. that people just, they just zone out. And then you would go down, if you're running along there, it's no good. You would go, um, you wouldn't be on it long before you turned on drawbridge. <laughs> Come on over well, we're not doing it. So. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It's 15 miles. We got it all set up. We okay. got it all figured out. No, it's 18 miles. Okay. Maybe I'll do it. It'd be right in a good time frame for me yeah. to put some miles in. So I'm going to go on a hiking trip. Uh, April, and this is free to everybody else too if you want to go. Uh, the second. Oh, we might be, I might be on that hike if it's from the 9th through the 12th. I have to check with uh, Jitterbug. We might be going up to the AT. Do uh, three. Oh, minutes. with um, with Aragorn. Uh, <laughs> I got let's let Jitterbugs. Yeah. Trail name. Yeah, that's Aragorn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think he, 
I'm like, how did you not get Smeagol? Right? <laughs> I think they have one, like Double Zero or something. Help to tell me what it was. You got your own nickname? It's yeah. hard to keep up with all the nicknames, isn't it? Like, yeah, you got your F three name, then you got this one, then you I got prefer Hall Pass up there. It'd be yeah. fine. Uh, but that's gonna be three nights, uh, four days. And I think STP's going. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get some other guys. Some of your little little yeah. camping buddies. Yeah, Patch one. Mm-hmm. We'll get done. Mm-hmm. You should come. One one of these. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I think I'm gonna go to the one that's happening in the summer. And that's the that's the main one. Oh, the the F3 that's one. the one. Yeah, that's the one. Either June or July or. And we didn't do it last year, we right? We didn't do it last year. So yeah. Is that the one where they? Take all the kids and do the I think grandfather so. yeah. thing. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I was looking forward to that all last year. It didn't happen. Oh, you gonna take one? Yeah, I was gonna take one or two of them. Mm-hmm. So maybe this year, certainly. That would be and put them on their vision quest. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> just hang over the edge, boy. <laughs> hang over the edge. Uh, but I, I heard His name uh, was. Uh, yeah, oh gosh! <laughs> killed two bears. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, man, let, well, how did yeah, you let's get, get to it. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. How did you get? I got the time yeah. is. We got nothing to work on. Oh, do we? Okay. Did you tell your wife you'd be home at a certain time? I, yeah, I mean, I told her like half an hour. You know, oh, I get on back. That would work. I think I've got something in the oven right now. I actually, I've got to go back to the <laughs> It'll be over a couple hours. All right. No, 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 this is a real bachelor pad right here. We're chilling. This is where in the kitchen. Yeah, nobody bothers us. You can. If you want, there's wine over there. And you'll, wow. and you'll talk them through in the meantime? Yeah. Okay. Let's go take a break. I'm, there's, there's no edits. I don't do any breaks. Pop- oh, all right. I'll, hold it just a second. Yeah, see? All right, let's see. The this fridge is about make this happen. eight feet away. All right. He went for the PBR. Good choice. There, go. there was some Corona coconut crack here. Corona, somebody's counting the cracks, too. Oh, put it, put it down so for crisp. Isn't that good? Put it, put it down for two. How long has it been since you had a PBR? Oh yeah, mm. something is yummy. I mean, I, I we usually have one of these. Well, we sometimes have one of these at the end of uh, at the end of a run. Yeah, at the end of a run. I think we did. Um, what was that challenge? That rock challenge we did with Tommy's boy last year for a memorial of. Um, forgive me, his name slips my my brain. Uh, uh, soldier, veteran, died in combat. I think we did it on Memorial Day. The guys who who um the, who's uh. The Murph that is named after? No, it's different. Oh, Blackbeard? Yeah, the Blackbeard. Yeah, Blackbeard Chancellor. Good call. So that last year we had PBR do that. Right. I've been hooked ever since. Damn. Damn. Thanks, Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. They're good all day. <laughs> Not just after a run. <laughs> <laughs> well. What do you say? I think they've gotten better. Maybe not. Well. For all those at home. All right so far. Yeah. Of course, well, they, the, my, the, my minty gum kind of throws it off. Like yeah, the PBR washed it off. Mm-hmm. Here in a couple more seconds. Maybe I need the whole experience with the Zen. You want one? The PBR. <laughs> <laughs> you want one? I don't want to get hooked. Right. I don't want to get hooked. Just take, take a real right turn. <laughs> That'd be fun. You're really messing me up. I got to go to Sweden all the time to get my fix. I'll send it to you. They have the most convenient stores. Hmm. They have that, and there's a brand called General uh, that had me hooked for a while. The Zen, Zen's where it's at. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. Wintergreen. You and get coffee, not, and there's no tobacco in it. No tobacco. It's just nicotine. I think it's nicotine and salt and flavoring. Mm-hmm. All right. So what were you? What were you Got any light? How'd you get it? Hmm. This was my first question. Out of all the questions, you haven't been around too long, heavy there, Hall. No, not too long. 
Twelve, fourteen, fifteen. Um, so that's what makes it I lived in Turkey, and mm-hmm. I was an English teacher over there. When I was there, they had a dearth, a lack of sort of foreign-looking um, mm-hmm. people in some shows, and so what they they would. <laughs> What they would look for from time to time, you know, this is an international program. I don't know if you know about Turkish soap operas, but they're they're played all over the world yeah. now. So you can see them on cable if you wanted to. So when they had a, let's say like a, a doctor from England or something. Okay. If it's a Turkish guy with this really bad English accent, no one would believe the character. Exactly. So they would... You know, look for people who were foreign, like me. Okay. Looked at the, looked the part, and they would, you know, get someone like me to do this little, little bit role. Really? And so I got cast in a few of these really? um, soap operas. And these soap operas are interesting because they're a little bit like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the soap opera, a soap opera here is like half an hour to an hour long, right, mm-hmm. every day. Those ones are two to three hours long every single day. So I was cast as a as an American businessman in a couple of episodes of this of the most popular one at the time. Really, it was really like the Dawson's Creek of um, Turkish Dawson's Creek is what they yeah basically call it. And then um, another one was. Sort of one that was like, it took place like in the 1950s or 60s. Mm-hmm. So it was a period kind of looking mm-hmm. thing. And um, and I was an English doctor in that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Did you go over so, there with those intentions? No. So I was uh, I was an English teacher. Yeah. And I just happened to get these little side gigs. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'd, I'd have to say no because I, I couldn't do it because yeah. of classes or whatever. But um, awesome. yeah, so I, I did a, f- a few episodes and... You know, my the engagement ring that my wife has got was paid for with my with the acting with, money. With my acting money, you know. Really? <laughs> How long ago was that? So that was so when I so I was doing those in two thousand and um twelve, I think. Really? Two, no, Not too long. Ago. No, two thousand two thousand ten, I guess it was. And the guiding light was the name of a so guiding light. Oh, mm-hmm. so you really are young, aren't you? You really? don't know. <laughs> well, Guiding Light is the name of a soap opera here in the United States. Oh, so it's like yeah. it was. So there's Guiding. It, it's off the air now, so you, you, know, right. you wouldn't know. But it was very popular one time. There's General Hospital. I remember that one. I don't know if that's still going on. Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Um, As the world turns. Oh God. <laughs> um, um, Doctors, Ryan's Hope. I'm trying to remember all the ones that you'd see on the yeah. TV guides. But um, and then how you brought this up and um, yeah, I just them? happened to. They were asking. I don't know weird thing. They didn't like any of the information that I was giving them. So like I was a teacher. So they started throwing, you know, cereal. Really? Like, and no one knows about the school that I went to. So it's not like this, you know, yeah. what school did you go to? You know, like, oh, I went to Virginia. Oh, Dean Smith. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so no one knew that. I had a Millsaps college. Like, Nothing there. This guy's a real dud. Yeah. So uh, when I gave them, when I threw out this sort of, Weird bit. Yeah, they chomped on it, man. Where, 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 and when was so that? So that was hmm, 
So that was 2018. No, it wasn't long ago. I mean, no. 2018 in September. So mid-September 2018. Yeah. No kidding. So you had only been around. I was at Quaker Crater. Quaker Crater. Who was queuing? That was Bedbug. Bedbug was queuing. The Bedbug pulled that one out. Was there a big turnout? Do you remember? Um, no, well, I mean, they, they wouldn't have all turned up for this FNG. Right? <laughs> oh, we got this awesome FNG. Either. Well, you know, if you're an FNG at, at Wakanda <laughs> all right. on a two-year anniversary, that's yeah. a, you know, well, you could No, people. there weren't, there's never that many dudes at right. Quaker Head. It's always pretty consistent. It's always like yeah. a dozen or so. Right. So it was like that. But I will say, so I was EH'd mm-hmm. by Pat Tillman, Gunny. Nice. So... Gunny, I didn't know him. Right. You know, he was on a, we were both going to a football game together with a mutual friend. He was like, oh, you should come to this F3 thing. I'm like, all right. I don't know. Yeah. And he didn't think that I was actually going to come. So he didn't show up. Nice. So I was there. He wasn't there. Like, who do you know? Like this guy, um, he said his name, he called himself Gunny. And you know, <laughs> oh, well, looking around, he wasn't there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So they but, call that something. What? When you EH somebody and they don't show up. They don't show up? Yeah, they call something. Like Matt Locking or something? No. Something like that. You know, uh-huh. you know, somebody can tweet it. Yeah. In the, in the, in this oh, it's actually right. in the lexicon yeah. itself. Okay. Like it's called something. A mm-hmm. call. Well, I got gunny. I got gunny that, that yeah. week. So. Right. And, um, and you just knew gunny from that one? That was it. Yeah, I had never done it before. Did you know any uh, F3 at all? You see a first no. every now and again? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't think about it. Maybe I did. Yeah. You know, that's the strange thing. I see them sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, who is that dude? Let's see. Mm. A little rough looking car. It uh, <laughs> looks like it's uh, been through it. And then a right. whole pass. Or, you know. Right. That's probably spat. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, always, I'm always a little bit like, wow. You know, kind of impressed sometimes. Yeah. Here's this dude. It's like. I know his gloves smell real bad. Everything on my nose. Wow, he's got a good got a good car though, man. I wouldn't have thought that. So all those Teslas <laughs> smell horrible in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, someone, but what two? So there was going on. Well, there was like two and a half. Well, so now, yeah, like a little bit less than two and a half years ago. Yeah. So you weren't around all that long by the time no. I showed up. No. And you were um, site Q for. Uh, the fringe. So I was I was like at Lunatic Fringe until last month. Yeah. yeah. How long had you been around before you took that? I had been around a little bit more than a year. Yeah, that's appropriate. And uh, short circuit mm-hmm. was skipping town. Yeah. So, and I think I don't know how many people he asked. You know, who knows? Right. You know, he might have just mass emailed everybody and said, you know, but. Or yeah, not. he he or not, yeah. you know. But he did he did ask me if I wanted to take it over, and I was like, yeah, sure. But like, you know, you, yeah, you don't realize like how much it's going to take up of your yeah time, especially when you're talking about lunatic fringe. We're talking about the the yeah. the premier AO in, in uh, T claps, right? Yeah, T claps to uh, good hands for that's big yeah. shoes to feel. I yeah. Mean, it's yeah. I would hate to see something happen to that feud, you know. Right. And so he's been able to carry it on. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's holding up his end. Yeah. It's really the other end that's really not big. <laughs> Maybe it's time for somebody to hang it up. It is. There. It is probably is. Right. Right. Uh, but no, it's fun, and uh, we joke about 
spicing it up between Cougar Town and Nordic Jack, which we might. It's just me and Stick. Oh, me and yeah. Right? <laughs> we need more guys at uh, Cougar Town. We I need some don't committers. know too much about the lesser AOs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> where's your Saturday spot? Uh, Saturday spot. Well, usually Wakanda. Yeah. If I'm if I'm gonna do Saturday, it could be Wakanda. I've done Cougar Town, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done. You know, you go to um, Cornwallis Nightmare right. too. Nordic Track is great. It's probably the closest to my house. Nordic right. Track, you know, and uh, Cougar Town. I mean, Cougar Town, I can run in from, yeah. from my house. So that's a great uh-huh. spot. But um, yeah, something keeps me away. <laughs> it's not the track. <laughs> Can't be the track. It's probably the people. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah right? Bunch of assholes up there. No, no, they're really great dudes. Man, yeah. There's great dudes everywhere. They're, I mean, that's the problem. That That's what really sucks. That's that, you know. been the hardest part about yeah. um Psycheing um, a spot, you know, and you can't. I guess you can. Nobody's saying you can't roam around and, and go to other places, but you know, I'm committed to Cougar Town on Saturday. Right, hard commit. So yeah, if there's something really good going on, you know, you don't want to miss out on that. But what can you do? Converge. Um, so, yeah, you can converge. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, get everybody over. Yeah. Um, what'd you do for fitness before? <sighs> Not much. Really. I, so I had the El Cheapo, you know, mm-hmm. membership at Planet Fitness, right? Mm-hmm. Who didn't? And, mm-hmm. you know, like, so there's thousands of people that belong to Planet Fitness and you go in there and it's like, you know, there's three or four people yeah. on the machine. You're like, What's going on? Well, when it's that cheap, mm-hmm. you know, people just get memberships and they don't really worry about it. But I'm not that. Yeah. First of all, I'm not like a weightlifting kind of person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it just—I mean, I don't know. I've got always like I got a you know I got I got yeah. wrist wrist aches yeah. and elbow all my joints you know hurt and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I would go in there to do like the elliptical, yeah, or I would go in there to do some treadmill, or I would go. I mean, I don't know. I mean. Not really a whole lot of that kind of stuff. More like sports. Yeah. I guess I play sports and get my get my exercise in doing sports. But just like going to a place mm. and exercising, just like, kind of defeat. Sound like defeating the purpose. Yeah, I felt like you know I'm not getting anything done. Yeah, and I think this is totally different because you're you're always you know. Working the framework of relationships, right? Yeah. I mean, you're just your presence with another person, you know, side by side working out, you know, on a somewhat consistent basis, but different, different dudes and yeah. stuff. You're, you're cultivating trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're cultivating, you know, sense of togetherness and, and purpose yeah. and, I don't know. I mean, I've tried to kind of figure out what the main component is. What are we coming back to all the time? And I think Man. it's I think it's kind of those those things. For me, it's it's like this. You know, when you were growing up, you 
would have your neighborhood, the neighborhood kids, right? Mm. And you, you, when you wanted to play with them, you wanted to play a sport with them. You go knocking on some doors, you, you know, you. Yeah. And some guys, you know, would come to the door, or their mom would come to the door, and they're not playing today. Mm-hmm. And some guys were always up, gamers always up for, you know. Right. And I think it's like it's a little bit like that. It's like having so the. You know, F3 regulars are a little bit like those dudes. And it's not just that. It's also they're up for other challenges, too. Yeah. So you might throw something out there that you're like, let me just see if anyone's interested in this. Yeah. And you would be surprised that there's dudes who are interested in that. And surprising sometimes how many people will show up <laughs> on a morning when you just throw something out there. <laughs> you're just like, let me just see if there's any... Crackheads, yeah, they're like, yeah, who are interested in it. like, what are you dudes doing? Yeah, really? Yeah, I think some guys are supposed to do this, this, uh, this jump rope thing, yeah, for extra credit before a workout, and they're mm-hmm. there at five o'clock to jump rope, which is, I'm intrigued. I'm gonna so go did get you it. do it? You're gonna, you're gonna do it. I did, a, I did a little on Saturday, but yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get more into it. It's a little dweeby, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I say that, but you need to come see Centerfold uh, uh-huh. and, and his. Uh, only caught a glimpse of it this morning, actually, as they were wrapping up. That's impressive. He's he's tricky with it. How many hops he could do, or that he's yeah. like flipping it around flipping it sideways. He got his heart mm-hmm. rate up. I'm sure of it. And then Bodet's learning. And then was he, was he still worth anything during the mm-hmm. during the the That's the main? No, no. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing like jumping rope yeah. for a half an hour yeah. before the eight main exercise, I mean, you're not going to have any legs. No. Yeah, I can tell. No. Well, I can tell. But no, he got through it. I'm Modify sure. as necessary. Yeah, he was taking it easy. Uh, but um, no, the workout this morning was tough with uh, Steely Dan. It was fun. Two man grinder. Oh, so it was good. It was, yeah, it was good to miss that one, maybe. Yeah, maybe. He, was, uh, he brought something back from Bulldog. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did a bunch of reps, have a bunch of things. I want to start running more. I'm going to figure out how to get, tap into it. Like, I want to run with a group of guys like Tuesday mornings. Right. And Thursday mornings. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always splinter mm-hmm. folks who are interested in that kind of thing. Yep. And, and, you, and you just put the word out, and usually you know, you'll have a few bites. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we do. So we've been around since 2018, did some sports before, and then F3 came along. Have you been, mm-hmm. uh, what's your average on posting? The average per week? Yeah. Like, usually nowadays three. Yeah. And it was probably four before I kind of started getting more aches and pains and stuff right. like that. But usually, is there like three or four? Yeah, that's about where I'm at. I wish I could do six a, six a week. It's my goal. I tried. Six a week? But, well, you're still young. No. You still, <laughs> you well, got, maybe. Well, you're, you're still in your 30s, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I can still do it. Yeah. It's I'm getting out of my 40s. This is the <sighs> this is that that next. I've got one more month of the 40s. Before you're 50? Yeah. Before your respect? <laughs> no, I get much respect. Right. No, you could, you could fool me. People I'd... say it after the name, but I mean, not, nothing else. Is, there's no other respect. It's nothing but respect. <laughs> You're still getting getting up out of bed, right? That's the hardest well, part. Right. And then getting after it. Um, so, and you've got uh, one baby. Yeah. How old's the baby? I got a three-year-old 
and then we're going to have another one, obviously. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to have both of the kids will be born before I'm 50. So that's oh, least, yeah. that feels good at least yeah. to get that, you know. That's awesome. But it's man. also a little bit daunting to, you know, I mean, I'm 50 years old. I'll be 50 years old. I mean, I've got friends who are my own age who have got, you know, kids, you know, graduating from college yeah. at that age. So it's sort of like. Do you ever compare like complete you to them? You don't look fifty. You probably don't feel fifty. Well, no. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, and yeah. I think that's part of it. Yeah. You know, if you've got a young kid mm-hmm. and a young wife too, mm-hmm. you don't feel that age. No. You know, is that a is that a good thing? You know, is it a good thing to to not be in touch with reality? <laughs> <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Well, I mean, right, yeah. like like. I look at some dudes who are the same age as me. I mean, not not so much the F three guys, right. but like more more the, like the average like guys. I do in school with or whatever. Yeah, you, you look back it's on. incredible how out of shape a lot yeah. of them are. It's and but it's also out of mental shape yeah. that they are because they've just kind of like I don't know what I mean. They are sitting in the lazy boy seat right now of life. Yeah, and um, they're just coasting. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, and they in the eyes of the world, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I think it's not so bad, you know. But in my eyes, as I'm looking, I'm like, man, you've got a whole lot of life left, mm-hmm. and you're not anywhere near your prime. And you could actually maybe be in your prime right now. Yeah, they wouldn't know it unless they got up. Because there are dudes who are in their sixties that are in their prime. Best shape of their life. Yeah. I mean, their ticker might be <laughs> a little di- in a little different shape than it was when they were in their 20s. Right. But physically, and that all, obviously the mental part, mm-hmm. you know, the, all the life experience and stuff, if you've really, you know, let yourself learn from your experiences, yeah. go back and say, you know, I'm going to be a better person because of all these things that have happened, good and bad. I'm going to use it to for a better, yeah. for a better me. You've got a lot to offer at that age. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because guy, I could ask you like, how was it in high school in the nineties? <laughs> how so I was in high school in the eighties. <laughs> terrible. So we're was in high school leopard? in the eighties. It, it was a lot of death leopard. No, I didn't because <laughs> so I was wrapped. Uh-huh. That was me. I was East Coast, West Coast, mostly East Coast. Yeah. So West Coast had too many, too, too much profanity. You know, you'd be like, okay. you know, listening to, right. I don't know, listening to King T or listening right. to NWA or something uh-huh. like that. It's just a little bit a little too much. much. So I was a, yeah, I was a, you know, Public Enemy okay. and um, Boogie Down Productions yeah. and you know, Cool Modi and oh, some of those kind of guys. Not there yet. Yeah, good stuff. Not there that's yet. Old, so that's old school. Yeah, that's not. the only school I really knew. I really? mean, I don't know the new school. Well, um, I remember 94, Tupac, the Biggie thing. Yeah. Mont Deep, all those guys. Yeah. Jay-Z, Nas, coming up. You know. Yeah. That was me hiding my Dr. Dre tape under the mask. Well, those guys went a little bit deep, didn't they? Because yeah. I got, got killed and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was serious. They don't really want that it. to happen. No. They've, they've kind of tried to Take that down a little bit, I think. Yeah, but the, the old school guys, I mean, they're still, Did they're you, still around. Yeah, they're still there. It's just they're very there. different to hear 
old school. I mean, like now it's old. They're old rappers. Yeah, it's sort of like old NBA players talking about the old days. Like exactly, those boys can't keep up with us. Uh, like, <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> yeah, but if it hadn't been for us, they wouldn't. Have, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. I mean, you know. Yeah, you got a pair of mistake. You did set the foundation. Did, did you drive an El Camino? Mm. So I dry. I drove a Datsun 280Z. Nice. <laughs> it was yellow. Um, it had a. It had like a racing stripe mm. along yeah, down the down the center of it. Um, it had no back seat. No. So you only had one person that you could really take in your car. Mm-hmm. And I'd always have, you know, some clown who wanted to ride and he was riding in the back with the, you know, hunched down in the, yeah. yeah. That was where my tapes were. So I had my tapes and I had my, so I did my, <laughs> did you have like a wreck? I did. I had a huge rack of tapes. And of course it was like all the homemade stuff, right? Because I didn't have hardly any tapes. That's awesome. The cassette players. So what what I had I had a box. Yeah. I had a radio jam box kind of thing, and it was strapped in the back of the car because I did not have a good sound system in the car. And they didn't right. Everything was original and everything was kind of bad. So I had I had a I had a box in the back of the Back in the car, your buddy's back put there? the tapes back in there. Your buddy's all curled up around it. He's <laughs> like, "This is great. if there was room." Yeah, with some. Um, I'm, a, I'm assuming some broad neck for you, probably. Anyway, not McDonald's. so much. Right? Not so much. Just Usually, my one of my best friends. We got a we couple in the car together. A couple clowns in the car then. Yeah. Usually, usually just dudes. That's right. Your um, wife has to love these stories, huh? Right. right. <laughs> She's like, like, "What?" Listen to this one. There was never any girls in my life for you. For you. <laughs> Just me, my buddies, and a bunch of tapes. Cassette mm-hmm. tapes. And, right. and how old your wife? How much younger is she? Ever? So she is So she is 16 years younger than me. Awesome. Yeah. That's fine. But no one's feeling sorry for me. Let's no. put it that way. No, not at all. <clears throat> how puts her what? 30? <laughs> 34? She's 30. Yeah. So she's, well, she's 30. 33 going on 34, yeah. That's awesome. Remind me again, how'd y'all meet? So we met um, in Serbia. Uh-huh. Keep and going. it was a... Uh, you're going to get a beer too, yeah. huh? Um, it was uh, on a train ride. Well, so... I, let me back up. It, we met the second time on a train ride. We met the first time in the city of Belgrade. Belgrade is the capital of Serbia, former Yugoslavia. Yeah. And... You're walking around the town, and the the town is bombed out. Wow. I mean, well, some of the buildings, these big, huge buildings, bombed out. NATO bombing, you know, happened in in 92. So I'm there in um, 2003, and there, and I meet her family on the street. And I'm like, what what happened here? And I'm trying, you know, and no one can speak English. And Elena oh, yeah. uh, could speak English. And so she and she had an accent at that time. Now, if you talk to her, you almost don't even realize yeah. that she's not from here. But at the time, she had she had her accent and everything. And um, we just talked and uh, didn't really think anything of it. The next day, we were, we were on the same train together going towards her it was like really weird like the only people I knew yeah. in uh, Serbia 
you know, and my roommate was, was with me at the time when we were all talking, and she was like, oh, that's, that's our house. You know, if you want to meet up later, you know, let's, you know, like, we didn't get a chance to meet up later, but five years later, mm. we did, um, I did go back to see her family, and it was, that's awesome. That's where, that's where it started. So, how long did you date? You know, we before? dated for like a year and a half, or we were dating and then engaged. We were we were engaged, I guess, really for a year and a half. And that's how awesome. that worked. And so, um, and then we got married, and then she moved to Istanbul, Turkey, where I was living. We lived there for three years, and then we came here. And we've lived here since then. So, and is your family here? My family's here. Like Green. This is where I grew up. Yeah, pretty much. Born in New York. Yeah, but we moved here. Early on, and then we've awesome. been here ever since. And so my family's here. And have you guys, you took a couple trips back since mm. having the baby? So we go back every year. Yeah. Um, sometimes twice a year. It just depends on what's going on. Yeah. And so that's pretty standard. And then also they'll come here too. So that's we'll, awesome, we'll take a trip there. I'm sure sometime this year, new kid. I wonder, do you ever feel like me? Like, um, I always had a feeling like I wouldn't find a... A girl here yeah like you know it had to be somewhere far away you know what was crazy when I was growing up I really didn't think I'd live past 25 oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why it wasn't like I was living some kind of crazy yeah dangerous life or anything I, I just couldn't I just couldn't envision it you know yeah it was so, hard to back then yeah it's like everybody who was 35 was ancient <laughs> knocking on death's door before Tupac so yeah but yeah I mean I just didn't I just didn't really think about it all that much and then as I started to you know when I was living in other countries I was like well yeah it's going to have to be someone from another country probably someone who just has the mindset of international mm-hmm. intrigue I did guess. you um you learned a lot from her oh yeah yeah about worldly things and perspectives. So we still, else. I mean, a good part of it, our, our conversations that we talk about are just things like, what do you think about this? So what is your, mm-hmm. does your mind and your background tell you about this situation? Yeah. And then, you know, that's changing. Mm-hmm. And mine's changing. Yeah. So it's, it's, I feel like when you've lived in another country, when you've when you've traveled a bit of your life and you've seen lots of different things, your thinking on things is liquid. Yeah, it's going to change. And so I've changed a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, if, if people in high school wanted to have the same me as they had in high school, they're not going to have mm-hmm. it. You know, that's awesome. And and on the other hand, it's like I feel kind of like. Dang, this person hasn't changed at all. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it yeah. Didn't. For sure. Yeah. I know guys that haven't left, you know, the small town that I grew up in. Right. Or if they had, they quickly went back. I can't imagine. Right. So they need, I mean, I would say everyone needs exposure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just whatever it is. But it's very hard to get it when you're around the same, Yeah. you know, group of friends or whatever that you've been around in the same same environment I'd say like you put yourself in a different situation in life put yourself 
and the best thing to do is just just go to other countries, not not as a tourist where everything's good and, yeah. and happy and fun, but go there as a as out of your own curiosity or as a person who's going to live there mm. and be the minority, mm-hmm. be the person who doesn't fit in, and feel how that goes. It's strange, yeah, and uh, yeah, if if you've got a way, go and yeah, experience it. I don't know what you tell like the average person to go do besides touristy things. I guess work. You know, find a job overseas and go. Well, I mean, you first of all, it's got to start with your own curiosity. Yeah. Right? I mean, you've got to you've got to have that little bit of spark. So, when I was growing up, I was I'd look at a map and I'd be like, "Wow, you know, this, I can't pronounce that word." You know, then like it was the funniest thing was. So I had a geography test in school one time, right? Yeah. And I was pretty good at geography. I thought I was pretty smart as far as I knew all the rivers and I knew all the mountains and all the countries just by the shapes and stuff. But this one kind of had me stumped. I was like, what? What body of water is that? And I didn't get it right. So I got like a 99 on the test yeah. or whatever and I went bang. I'm like, what, what's, what was that thing, you know? And I saw it. So it was the, the Marmara Sea. Hmm. The Marmara Sea. And the funny thing is, is I end up living 12 years of my life right on the Marmara Sea. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> and later on in life, you know, and I never would have thought that that was how it was going to work out. You know, I was meeting people from other countries and thinking, I'll never go to the places where they're from. Right. And here I go. You know, I end up, I end up going to their country and meeting what, people just like them. What took you there? Hmm. I mean, English teaching is a good racket to get into to to travel the world, especially when I was doing it. I think it worked. It worked out really well. Um, so you can do that, and you can do the traveling too. So you're you're you know, you're working, you're traveling, you're you're you know you're seeing other places so when I, I so I lived in Saudi Arabia for three years lived in Pakistan for a year lived in Turkey for 12 years so that was mm-hmm. that's a 16 year chunk of time there and what are you going to do when you have vacation time or whatever you're gonna you know <laughs> gonna see other places yeah. you know in that area but I mean what took me there originally mm-hmm. for the first I mean I think it was just the curiosity wanting to you know, not just, well, first of all, I don't think it was really all that easy for me. I was a, I was a history, um, major Mm -hmm. in college. So it's like, no one told me that you have to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Whoa. You're going to get a, going to get a a job with a history degree, you know? Uh So I think being a teacher was always kind of there. Um, and I was looking at other things. I wasn't really all that interested in, in all the other things that were that were possible or that were practical. Mm-hmm. And then when I got my first taste of really spending some time overseas, and so that was a summer uh, in 93, Czechoslovakia had just split, and I lived in Slovakia for a summer um, with a couple of friends, and um, it was a real unique opportunity to just meet people from all kinds of different um so we had we stayed in a nurse's dormitory 
That was a special time. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. And that's where the beer came in. Uh-huh. Like, no, but there was a an engineering school that was close to it. And it was crazy because from there were people from all over the world at that engineering school. Yeah. What were they doing in former Czechoslovakia? You know, they just had a good engineering school, I guess. And people from Madagascar were there and Sudan wow. and Yemen yeah. and Vietnam and and Burkina Faso and just all kinds of places, you know, were there. And so it would be fun. We would just spend time just hanging out with these yeah. with these folks and just like, you know, kind of talking about what life was like and back home, what was life was like here. And so they were learning so much. And we were learning a lot too. And then so the next thing is I was like, come back home and you get that sort of culture shock and then you get a little bit of a reverse culture shock where you're like, why can't life be a little bit like it is over there? Mm-hmm. And it was definitely like that after I lived for a year in Pakistan. Oh man. Okay. Because the simplicity yeah. of life is something that I think is, that's missing now here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've, got it a little bit overcomplicated. I don't think we can turn it back very easily, but we've definitely got it overcomplicated. Mm. Um, so so you, you you feel a kinship with that and then you also come and you're so you're 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 in the you're in the stresses, right? Mm-hmm. So you're in between these these worlds where it's like this is the world that you belong to. This is the world that intrigues you. Yeah. And you're sort of back and forth between that all the time. And I think I think once that once you really live overseas, it's really impossible to be okay with wherever you are. Yeah, so you struggle yeah. with it. Yeah, it's struggle. Yeah, you but miss it. but but what you get out of it is is immense. And so I would definitely say, you know, if you just want to be happy, content in life, let life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, roll you down its stream and you want to just put it in neutral and just go, I would say stay where you are and just enjoy that life. If you want to get, if you want to mix it up, if you want the unknown to rule, (laughs) if you want, um, you know, your life to be in all different directions, mm-hmm. you know. I would say go go somewhere else and then see where that could lead you. Because you've kind of you've, you've probably been in situations or places where you had to rely on faith. You yeah, know, where you're like, I, I'm totally out of my element. Yeah, and something's going on. Yeah, and then just go through it. And that's funny when you talk about being a minority. You know, somewhere that was one of the first things that I um, let it soak in when I was in Kuwait. And you know, my wife she took me down to like a, a like a little market, you know, where people from all over that area come and sell their things and the souk. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> What's better? <laughs> so we were down there, and uh, oh my gosh, you know, I've been here for a week and I haven't seen not not a single other Caucasian male. Yeah, you know, certainly not one with blue eyes and shaved head and the whole thing. And it's where here can you get that? I've never experienced it before right. in my life. Not, not at all. Not right. even close to it. And uh, and the, the friendliness of people there um, was genuine. Uh, it felt sincere. Um, and the family dynamic, 
uh, experience that was different. Um, you know, when they meet Wednesdays is big. The whole family gets together like it's Thanksgiving here. Mm. It's every Wednesday there for for dinner. You know, and then yeah. they have a night of the week where it's just the girls get together, and then the men have their little their thing, their little powwow yeah. on the side. Yeah, the little duania. Mm-hmm. You know, they're drinking tea and mm-hmm. and doing whatever, and it's just man, I crave it. Yeah, I need to get out there like once a year, at least. I live yeah. there if I could. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Actually, oh. I love it. Yeah, it's hot. I haven't experienced uh, the Middle East in summer months. Where it gets oh. Like 120. oh, that's the good stuff. Yeah. So I've just, I've just <laughs> been there uh, early in the year and then, or later in the year. Never. And you're right there in Saudi if you've been there. Oh, Saudi. So so that was, you know. How long? I'm trying to remember. I think it was Celsius. I mean, we're talking about Celsius. So Celsius, 52 degrees. I'm not sure what that is. It's like 110 something? No, no, no. It's more. It's like 120 something, oh. I think. I remember. You know, so, so 52 degrees with. Yeah. humidity. Mm -hmm. I I I remember sweating so bad because you're on the Gulf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't if you're if you're in the interior a little bit more, a few Mm -hmm. hours, you know, a hundred miles or whatever. It's much drier. Yeah, much drier. So it's like the dry, cool nights, whatever. Yeah, but when you're on the Gulf, I mean, it never cools down. It's a hundred and something degrees at midnight. Middle of the night, it's still, you know. Right. So you can't really let I me, mean, it's like super moist. It's, it's bad. You know, you can look up at a street light and you can't even tell because it's got so much mist around it. Right. You know, it's so humid. Then you'd be, you'd be sweating. So I remember one time we had um, we had a volleyball game like late at night. So we're always playing the games yeah. at night because you're not going to be playing can't do in the middle of the day. day. Yeah. Even though it's hot, I mean, it's still hot. So we had this sweaty, sweaty volleyball game, and I jumped into the pool after that with all of my clothes on. <laughs> and I got out of the pool, and it didn't feel any different than right. before I got in the pool. I, re- I was so sweaty, I realized that it's not, it's not different. I just, I just <laughs> there was, I, I couldn't get any wetter than right. I already was. And my first, um, my first half marathon that I'd ever ran was in Kuwait. Uh, it was the Gulf Bank Marathon. Um, mm. And you had like a 5K option, 10K half full. And there was guys from all over the world there. They were doing um, like two-hour marathons or a little less um, out there. And it was uh, November, early first week in November when I ran it. And it was still 85, pushing 90. And uh, I didn't factor in the smog or the humidity. Mm. And it was absolutely the hardest thing it was harder than that 50k run it was so hard it was so hard and miserable pavement everywhere and just running along the gulf it was awful well I lived so I I, I lived in a compound and one of the teachers that I lived with was a guy from George he was a runner from George Mason nice and so he used he would go running every single day he said he like for 10 years he had never missed a day of running Mm. running on Christmas and stuff never Mm. missed a day so he was even running, you know, in the hot sand with these shoes on, you know, he would, you know, and I'd go with him a little bit and then he'd tear off, and, yeah. you know, was, so we were doing a little bit of training for a, I guess it was a 10K, still hard, yeah, hot, you know, much hotter than it is here, obviously, and we put down these, um, 
gallon containers, mm -hmm. like milk jugs, mm -hmm. uh, strategic little points. And what we would do is we would run to that point and then we'd take the swig and then we'd go on to the next one. And I remember this one had been sitting out there probably for about half an hour, this one jug of ice water. And by the time we got to it, oh, yeah. it was warm enough to actually like put a tea bag in and get you a real nice, Awful. you know, cup of tea. Awful. And that way I was like, it was, that was ice. Yeah. That was ice water. Right. And it just melted down. We're talking about serious, serious heat. And you know, you gotta, it's a different thing out there, obviously, because you gotta watch it. It's here, mm -hmm. you, know, you might hit a deer. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is over there, you might hit a wild camel. <laughs> or a camel that's like I don't know if it's wild, but it's it's hurting going it's it's going across yeah. the the you know the interstate or whatever. Yeah. Late at night and you're driving and boom, <laughs> you hit a camel, you're dead. Yeah. I mean it's rough. I mean you're you're toast if you hit a camel. Because it'll fall back on you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Several hundred pounds. Not a hundred pounds. Several. Yes. Yeah. Several tons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just meat. When when you look at my photo album from my first trip to Quay, I was intrigued by the water fountains everywhere, like the public. It's like a it's a structure that they've built. Yeah, and they've got usually a, a fountain or two on them where people could come by and fill up the thing with water. Did yeah. you see that in Saudi? I think water seems scarce. I don't know for some reason right. it wasn't like there was a lot of fountains. That were like not working, like yeah. not flowing. Yeah, these you know? may or may not have been working. The ones that were working well were like usually like inside the malls. Really? Like inside the like those malls were really, really nice. Mm -hmm. And inside those malls, like the fountains would be working. And so like right. outside, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might be like, because you still have a lot of poor local people. Right. And, you know, they can, you know, take their buckets and take the water and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's what my wife says. She says, this is for like the workers. Like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> go over there and drink right there. It's for them to to get their their yeah. fluids. Who knows? Maybe it occasionally rained, but when it rained, it flooded. Yeah, it was the craziest thing because there was no drainage anywhere. Yeah. So it was like it would be it was terrible. And the worst thing was those underpasses because mm -hmm. what you would have is you would have it actually like you're going under an underpass it was like a soup bowl. Mm -hmm. So all the rain would just collect in there. So you could have three to four feet of water. Mm -hmm. In this in this underpass, no you drainage. can just like going right in there, boom! Just hit the water like it was just crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. nuts. What's the craziest thing you've had happen? I think I asked you this once on a run. Craziest thing that in, in all of life? Or uh, no, uh, with your traveling over there, maybe the Middle East. Go you know, at least getting that. We ever held a hostage? <laughs> <laughs> was there ever a? Uh, yeah. Uh, money on your head. Mm. We worked for the CIA. That's how a lot of people thought. <laughs> right? Obviously, uh -huh. some some crazy things happen. I mean, by and large, yeah. I mean, most of the interactions that I had with people were good. Yeah. Um, but those aren't the crazy ones, are they? <laughs> no, I don't want to hear about that. Well, fine. Well, I, I I can tell you. I mean, one right off the bat was a was a crazy one. This is, so we were camping in the desert. So it's very popular to mm -hmm. go to take your, take your car off road mm -hmm. and go camping in the desert. So this is Saudi mm -hmm. and we get off road and we're, I don't know how many miles off the road it is, but we're, we're on the sand. 
you know, we camped there and I don't know if there was like some kind of like sandstorm or what it was, but the next day we couldn't pull the car out of the sand. It got stuck. Mm. And I mean, there's just one car. There's no one, no one else to pull us out. It's like, oh man. And the more we did it, the worse it got. <laughs> so we're there for a long time trying to get this, get the truck out. And it's not getting out. It's a big old suburban with ambulance doors. And, and there were four of us on this camping trip. So what we decided to do is we were all going to go in a different direction, like the four, you know, north, south, east, west kind of thing, and go for, I don't know, let's say an hour. And then after an hour, all come back, mm. you know, just in case. that. You know, and if someone had found someone, you'd bring them back or come on back to the car. And we'd, we'd go. So, so we did that. So everyone went in their own little directions and everyone came back and one guy had found someone taking, coming back with him. And it was a dude who was just wandering in the desert, <laughs> but not, like a, dirt, not like a dirty guy or whatever, right. like that's completely clean. I mean, like glowing white robe, oh, yeah, you sure. know? And so the dude could speak English too. Mm. We weren't the greatest with our Arabic, so it was mm. like so it was like this was this is good. So the guy's like, you know, let's do this, and you know. mm-hmm. and he he did a little something with the sand around the car, just like, mm-hmm. try it again, it go slow, you know, like so we pulled it out, you know, a little bit, by little, but we got out. Oh, really? I mean, there was like no digging, no this guy. He did like little things with his hand with the sand. Very, very strange. Uh-huh. So it was like, why couldn't we do this? So we got out, uh, and we're, we're, we're up onto the normal sand, a little bit tighter packed, and we're, and we're about to go, like, hop in. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. Like, oh, really? Well, like, what? Why don't you want to go with us? He's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just out here. No, don't worry. I, I like, We're looking all around. There's not a house around anywhere. There's not a road around anywhere. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of nowhere. It's hot. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 no. One of the guys asked him, what were you doing out here? This And this was the crazy part. He says, I was looking for my lost sons. Really? So we're all in the car on the way back. And we're like, what did that guy say? We're like, holy moly. Were we the lost sons? Yeah. Is this some dude from... Beyond. Because <laughs> we never saw him again. We never saw him again. In fact, he walked, we went over a little dune. Uh-huh. He walked over a dune and we were like, let's let's see if we could say and we yeah. didn't see him again. And he was gone. Wow. And I was just like we were we were so we were it was all like a little bit of a freaky moment. Yeah. So that was a kind of a good freaky. Yeah. I had some bad freakies too, but I mean <laughs> That's awesome. The the picture you sent me a few months ago was um, we joked about you coming in robe today. Oh yeah, and bringing the AK. Oh what yeah. Uh, right. Well yeah, and I don't have the AK, but I I found so I found some stuff. Um, uh-huh. I found some bullets. Yeah, some stuff that I had in my I don't know I had in my possession for whatever reason. I no I don't know what I was I was in my twenties when I was there, so I don't know why I took that stuff. Oh my god. Anti-aircraft shell and stuff. Oh gosh! But um, <laughs> that was from from Afghanistan. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you know, but I don't know. It's just it's weird that when you're living in a place like that. Obviously, like a war-torn country. 
um, like Afghanistan is, is completely different experience. Um, going through that country, I mean, it's different than it, it is now, obviously, because they've had a different kind of modern style mm-hmm. of warfare with American troops. Mm-hmm. When I went, it was during a civil war where they had, um, it was after the Russian troops mm-hmm. were occupying the place. So they had all these Russian tanks all over the place. I mean, you could tell, like, man, the Russian army was defeated here up in these high mountain passes. Mm-hmm. And there's just tanks and shells of things. And you could see, like, this incredible amounts of ammunition that had been spent. And, and you'd see almost everyone, I mean, guys were walking around with Kalashnikovs like, Mm-hmm. Girls have purses around their shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's the normalest thing. But on the national mentality, mm-hmm. I mean, it had really taken a toll. So you had a lot, a lot of really damaged young mm-hmm. guys who were just, you know, just lost. Yeah. What year was you that? Know? So that was yeah. 94, 95. Wow. 95, I guess, when I was there. So Taliban was just was about amazing. to come in and occupy. Yeah. yeah. And you, you were you had left by that point? No. So I was living in Kabul when the Taliban was descending on Kabul. Were so you aware? Oh, yeah. Like it was going on? Yeah. So you had to go through. When I was, I was coming from Pakistan, went through Taliban territory. So there's a checkpoint mm. as you're going through this area. And it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Would I do that again? No, I would never do that again. Mm-mm. Insane. If your son said, I want to travel, <laughs> you know, what, what would you tell your son now? Like, I'm like what uh, in the world are you thinking? You know, this is nuts. <laughs> your poor parents. This is nuts. I think that, well, they didn't know what was going on either. I mean, I didn't, there were times when I didn't talk to them for months. So. The media was different. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I didn't have a. There was no email or no anything. Just like we had a rotary phone in our house, right? That wasn't working half the time. And you go through these checkpoints. What was that like? The checkpoints were crazy because they would be like usually like guys on like horses or something, and then they'd be like right in the middle of a pass. So you're talking about mountain sloping down on one side. Road, very thin road on the other side, huge drop off. Mm. And these guys would be like, on, I mean, on occasion, you know, so they've got AK 47s and, you know, mm. and uh, rocket launchers and all kinds of things. And they could just like blow up your bus. They could have you help push the bus off the cliff and go, you know, mm-hmm. you know, this is what happens. So you've got to pay them. That's usually what they're looking for. They're looking for money, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, but they may also be looking for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did and, you stick out? Well, I try not to, but yeah. I, I must have looked ridiculous, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I know, right. like, you know, you were I just don't fit in very well. Uh-uh. But I had, like, the local clothes. Yeah. You know, I was dusty looking and rough looking and all that. Do you have any facial hair? So I had facial yeah. hair. Yeah. So I had a beard going on and stuff. Yeah. So that helped. But, um, you know, a lot of these guys were, of course, Afghanistan is like famous for its like heroin, right? Yeah. Opium. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the guys were high on 
whatever. So that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. On the other side, maybe it was good because you've got people who aren't in their right mind, who aren't thinking straight, mm -hmm. and aren't thinking of what a what you might be worth as a hostage. Mm. So there's a you just got good it, huh? and bad thing, yeah. Because I had, a, I had a crazy night. So the first night that I came into Afghanistan, I remember. So I was on a, on a bus winding up through the Khyber Pass, very famous historical pass mm. that troops for hundreds of years have kind of gone through. So you're going up through that pass. I remember we're on this windy, windy road. So easy to get car sick in. And what happened? The lady who's sitting in front of me, and we have our windows open, mm -hmm. even though it's very, very dusty, mm -hmm. it's better to be dusty than to be than to be hot in those buses. Mm -hmm. So you so you've got the dust all coming in. And what does she do? She leans out the window, pulls up her burqa, mm -hmm. and throws up. And what it where, where does it go? Right, right, right back on me. Right back on me. So I'm looking I'm looking on the front of my shirt and I've got like pieces of rice. Oh no. Some bits of meat and I don't know what like bread chunks and just like really nasty. And I'm like uh, uh. so so we get to a pit stop and so I I get brush everything off or whatever and we spend the night so it, so there's a curfew there. Mm -hmm. So when it started to get dark we had to stop. So you're stopping this in this town. You don't know anybody or anything, but they say like hey be back here at the van at, you know, six o'clock in the morning. We're going to hit the road again. Like, where am I supposed to stay? So I actually found this, like, local family. And they let me stay at their house. Mm. The, the, the weather was hot. And it was real. So, so me and their youngest son, like a 15-year-old or something like that, we stayed up on the roof. So we stayed up on the roof in these beds. And... Hall pass. It was the craziest experience of my life. So you're you're up there on the roof, on one of these little beds, talking to this guy, talking to this kid about life or whatever. And you're watching in the distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Bombs blasting in the distance. And I mean, from a ways away, it almost like like nuclear blast, kind of thing, just like blast. You realize there's a war going on there, mm. you know, and you're not maybe going towards it, but it's it's there in the mountains or whatever. But there it is, and it's uh, you know it's happening in the country that you're in. You can see it mm. from a ways away. You can hear it sometimes, and and then you're going to get back in the in the bus the next day, and you're going to go a little bit closer to where it is and then you know and this whole country almost had no electricity no running water I mean it was nuts so it was like I got the you know so I was there for a month something month or two had that in, in uh, just passing through well no so we were trying to set up a school there so there was a school that had been bombed out that they were trying to you know during the summer were trying to like re um, reinvigorate or whatever Mm -hmm. And it was going to be filled with like you know medical students and all they had big plans for it, but it didn't it didn't work out. Basically, it was reoccupied by the Afghan version of the KGB. Mm -hmm. It was like these these hood guys, what they were called. And uh, so we we did, the school didn't get off the ground, but it was fun. I got got a chance to teach 
teach classes there. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was really the first I'd always taught. I would always taught men. In right. group. This was the first time there was men and women. And right. I was just like, this is really weird. And it didn't last like that for very long because when the Taliban came, <laughs> women didn't even get a chance to, to be in school anymore. Oh, so imagine, you know, you're in the middle of your degree and, you know, you're, you're, you're learning so many things. Things are so interesting. And all of a sudden, you can't go to school anymore. You stay home. Terrible. Yeah. You stay home, learn nothing, do nothing, you know. I can't imagine. So that's what happened. So it, was, it wasn't too long after I left, and then the Taliban had full control of the capital, and then that was it. How How is your perspective on seeing that country go through what it's went through since then? Ups and downs, I guess. Well, sad because it's such an incredible country. Sure. I mean, I'm sure people have seen like the sad video of like the, you know, the, um, the statues in Bamyan being being destroyed, those those uh, Buddhist Buddhist statues, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's that's very sad, but the whole country has been kind of like that, just a war zone, yeah. all these years for a long time. People who've lived there have never had normal, mm-hmm. never had normal, not for one, not for one day. Generations worth. Yeah. And so what was really, really weird was to, after I'd, and even when I was there, so I knew people who lived in Pakistan as, you know, Afghan refugees and in, you know, other places, Afghan refugees, and they would come back. So you're living in one place where you've got electricity, running water, safety to some degree, maybe not quality or whatever, but you still have some of the basic things. Mm. And I would see them back in Afghanistan again, living in a burned out, busted out apartment building, no windows, just sandbags, no running water, no electricity, no job, and they would be living there. Why would you do that? And their answer was some. Yeah. So that was crazy mm. to see people who live in that. So we've never really experienced that degree of, I mean, maybe in the Great Depression, there were some people who. Right. Moved into the great unknown and never went back or whatever or I don't know. But this this was a different country kind of thing. The, the entire country. Yeah, lots and lots of people being displaced, and especially you know a lot of the the educated people. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't have a chance to do anything in your own country, you're going to try to go somewhere else, whatever means that you have. So all the educated people went somewhere else. Right. In Afghanistan, it's really less just left to. Whoever was left. Do you still have any contact with anybody? Yeah, so I've still got, there's some people, yeah. Yeah. There's some people, there's some folks who've like, you know, contacted me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's been really weird. It's like, oh, my old student, you know, 20, well, how long now? I mean, it's like 30 plus years, (laughs) not not quite 30, but 25 years later, 25 years later. And I had, so I had young men, you know, unmarried men in my classes, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have grown up now, got their own kids, living in some other country. I mean, just completely different look. That's awesome. You know, and so it is cool. Yeah, it's going to be neat to see. Yeah. One of, one of the, one of my students, he just, um, uh, just, and maybe he might listen to the podcast, who knows, but he's a, a lawyer now in Australia. 
And uh, it's just so strange to go to think about, you know, I was back in his little one room apartment where the whole family was living there. I mean, six people all living in one room, you know, and now he's a lawyer Mm. with a hot motorcycle and all this kind of stuff. I mean, in, in, Melbourne is where he's living. So that's awesome. Very different life. Very different result. I wonder what's up with the kid that he so puts on the roof. Yeah. Go around. Oh, I mean, like that. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I mean, I met some people, and this is one of the things I remember. I remember this one guy, and we, while we were leaving, he was a um, very sensitive guy, and he said, uh, don't forget us. Actually, he said, don't remember us. <laughs> and, I really? know, and I know what he meant to say. He meant to say, don't forget us. But he was like, don't remember us. <laughs> I was like, who? Are Forgotten you already, dude. No, but I, mean, but, but I mean, just saying something like that, oh man, I'll never forget him. Because you know, he was the guy who said don't. Yeah, you know? that's right. You were like a, a, a beacon. Well, it was just like, you know, hey, you know, we're here. And you're going to go and you're going to do your own life and you've got lots of options. And we don't. Yeah. And I don't. So think about that sometimes in life. You know, maybe it wasn't like think about don't remember, don't forget us, but maybe it was the idea of don't be ungrateful. Yeah. You know, don't let that happen to you. Don't go out and just let this experience of being here mean nothing, mean that you were just callous and you know living life on those 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 um sort of stingy terms right. self-centered terms um remember the people who you come in contact with and don't forget the lessons that you learned so awesome yeah well worth the experience well, well regrets. yeah <laughs> of course None. of course but you gotta miss it. Traveling. Well, I think, least. and you know, who knows what's gonna happen? Because I think there's still a good chance that mm-hmm. we're gonna live overseas again. I mean, I've got a wife who's from another country, yeah. um, so it's very possible that we're gonna, you know, live mm-hmm. somewhere else again. And I, you know, I don't, I don't try to keep us from from living in that in that reality. And uh, in fact, I welcome it, you know, so it's like, hey, yeah, if something comes up, if you got to get a job somewhere else or we're going to move somewhere else, yeah, why not? So who knows? I mean, I think we might live in Europe yeah. someday or maybe South America or something like that. I don't know. It just depends. So, what, do you, what do you do now? What's your, so now, what's your day to day? Yeah. So I, I'm probably one of those few guys in F3 who is a stay-home dad, right? Great So That's hard work. So my, my, my wife is the, the, the breadwinner. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of reasons for that. I think the, the best thing is that she loves her career. Yeah. So it's like I we didn't want to have her lose that. And... I had a different career. I mean, I had, I was a teacher overseas and it was very different than it is here. I did different things later on instead of, instead of uh, teaching here. So, I mean, I wasn't loving the mm-hmm. kinds of work that I was doing mm-hmm. when I was, when I was um, 
working in the United back in the United States. Mm-hmm. I think it was very different than when I was when I was working overseas with uh, teaching English. Yeah. So, um, so this is her opportunity, I guess, right now to see where her career takes her. And when our second kid gets a little bit farther along, and maybe who knows, maybe working from home, doing some stuff, I'll get a little bit more involved too. We've talked about some things that mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm interested in. I just don't know how I'm going to sort of do them and do the job of raising the kids and being with the kids and spending a lot of time with them too. So I don't want to, you know, I love that. Yeah. And I don't want to, it's just like the, the, the experience that you have with the guy who said, you know, don't remember us. It's like mm-hmm. that one too. It's like, this is that. Mm-hmm. This is that unique experience that a lot of people don't value at the moment. And then they look back 20 years later and just just sand through the through right. fingers, right? It's like, what happened to that stuff, you know, that I was, that the stuff of life, really, you know? Did I neglect it? Did I look the other way and it passed or... You know, so I don't want to not be, and I think it's a good, the good thing is at my age, you tend to value those things a whole lot more. I think when you're a younger dad, you know, maybe, you know, but I'm thinking about things like, hey, hey, I might not be around for these milestone events in life, you know, Mm. and I might not, I might not ever see grandkids, you know, who knows? So I've got to make this count and as should we all yeah. <laughs> yeah so but i think it's it's much more palpable when you are you know at certain experience places of your life you know you're ready to to ingest a lot of these mm-hmm. lessons right you know when you've learned a few so i guess you know that's why i don't begrudge the the aging process yeah because right. it's like Man, so and it's it's funny how you'll have people who go like, I wouldn't do anything different. Like, well, what? <laughs> With all the mistakes and things like that that happen in life, you mean that you haven't learned anything well enough to say I wouldn't do such and such different? Right. You know, um, so I would definitely do a lot of things different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you're good where you're at. Yeah, I mean, this is life. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to just go like, oh, I hate this thing. <laughs> it could be worse. Could. I mean, it could be, you know. And I've seen a lot worse. And yeah. so I want to appreciate, you know, definitely whatever stage of yeah. life is going on, you know. So, and I think, you know, for right now, you know, sort of F three fill fills a big a big um, mm-hmm. uh, vacuum in there for lots of things. I mean, I realize that kind of a little bit weird sometimes when I'm, you know, you're talking to guys afterwards like, what are you going to do for a while? I'm going to be going home and I'm going to be hanging out with the kids. Yeah, but then, then job time, what are you, you going to Like, well, that's my uh, yeah. job sort of thing. What time does your wife get up leave? So, well, she that? doesn't leave now. So oh, she's nice. there at home. Yeah. We're all at home. We're all there all day long with this thing. Mm-hmm. And who knows, I think that's going to be kind of the way it goes Probably. for the short term is it's going to be um, you know, she can do a lot of her job from home mm-hmm. 
And so it's, it's sometimes it's us leaving. Sometimes it's me and my son and we're going off to play in the park. Right. Or, you know. But it's funny how people will say like, well, when's he going to go off to school? And then they'll complain about how bad the schools are. I'm like, so which one is it? Do you want him to go to school or do you think that schools are really, you know, crappy? And I think that, you know, hey, I'm with him. This is school, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like, you know, pouring your life into someone. That's like the ultimate school. It's like, it's better. It's like Alexander the Great and yeah. Aristotle, you know? Right. I mean, it's just like, well, I'm not preparing that. I'm sure you are. So, <laughs> God, I'm like, let's see. Well, it's better. But you're open with the kid and the kids. Well, you know. open, open with them? Sure. I mean, we talk about, like with mine, and we talk about stuff that, I don't know, my wife tells me it's not, you know, it's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> About well, that. he's three years old, Hall. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> but I think yeah. uh, I, I got frustrated. I think yesterday he wouldn't get his. Uh, you'll, you'll have to, you'll experience this. He wouldn't let us pull his tooth. Um, he told me a week ago. He said Sunday next week he can pull my tooth, and I'll work on it this week. It was a deal we made. We shook on it the whole thing. How old is he? Like, so seven. he's like seven. Yeah, yeah, seven years old. So they're losing teeth now. Yeah. So so Sunday rolled around. Yesterday was the day. And uh, couldn't couldn't he couldn't go through with it, <laughs> so I got upset. Uh, and the first thing I did this morning was apologize to him. I said something like, "Tooth fairy is not going to give you any more money." Blah blah blah. I was like, "My wife's like, you're a real asshole." <laughs> like, really? I think like, I get it, but um, I don't know. There was a lesson to be learned there. Yeah, you know, something about his word. You know, yeah. and I was trying to get that across and. Probably failed, but I apologize this morning. I said I shouldn't have said that. And what I said was out of frustration, you know. And I don't, I don't know that a seven-year-old. I don't know. I don't remember those conversations being had with me when I was a kid. So maybe it means something. Dads are different, right? right. And must be different, I yeah. guess, than what the what it used to be, right? Yeah. And kids are different. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, the kind of things that kids are exposed to. Mm -hmm. At a very young age, so it, it takes a different kind of parent mm -hmm. these days, and then so what 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 do you want them to be exposed to? I mean, I think that I don't want to like set a bunch of limits and go mm -hmm. like no 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 no, no I want you to because that's kind of grumpy and grouchy old man kind of mm -hmm. thing, right? So so um, I'm like you know you're gonna be you're gonna see a lot of things all 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 through life, you right. know. I think I think the best setup that I can give for kids is just to give them a really good foundation in character mm -hmm. without making them judgmental kind of people. That's right. I think what you do is you say, look, you know what kind of person you want to be. You know, know that. And then other people around you may not meet that standard or whatever that you have. So... So what you want to do is you want to jump them, right? You want to you want to trash them, and you want to you know come no. out on top. No, no, I mean so you want to you want to be gracious and and kind, compassionate with all people because everyone has the stress of life hanging on right. them. They don't need another burden to be put on their back. And you know, think about how many interactions that you have with people. There's people who got life a little rough, right? And imagine each person who looks at them with 
those eyes that kind of pound and words and they say things and it puts another well by the end of the day they're just weighed down with all the difficulties mm-hmm. in life well why don't you be the kind of person who takes a few of those things off them mm-hmm. you know by whatever it happens you know, helping them good word encouragement whatever it mean things mm-hmm. that you can do so so I would like for that person to be the legacy that I have, you know, that I have as a parent or as a teacher or as a friend or whatever, for people to get that, um, yeah, sure, out of the experience with me, you know. Well said. I mean, I, I feel like we're trying to do that same thing. Um, you know, there's that element of honor and respect and. Uh, compassion mm-hmm. um, and, and it being there for people all those th- principles I want to instill in them and it's terrifying man but one of the one of the guys that I grew up with uh, here best friend growing up basically he's living in the DC area now he's like well, so he's Japanese mm-hmm. and he wanted to raise his kids with by the code of the samurai <laughs> How's it going? I guess it's going pretty well. I don't know. I mean, like, no kidding. But it's but so I don't. I'm wondering what that all means, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm guessing it doesn't mean you know like so you need to have a samurai sword on your hip at all times. I'm I'm thinking it means there's a code of honor mm-hmm. and discipline there that are you would think, and then I'm I'm sure there's also plenty of real world you know has to application too so it's like so it's like okay and on top of that right. be you be the kid who likes to go and play basketball with other people be the person who likes to look at people with the unbiased eyes and things like that but live by this sort of code so i'd be curious to know exactly what is in that code how is this kid there's a lot of good stuff yeah so his so this is so his name is Derek. Uh-huh. And he is, so this is the son, mm-hmm. and he is, um, how, is old, how old is he now? I guess he's going to be 13 this year. All right. Should. A teenager. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's going. Uh-huh. No, we'll probably have killed his first. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. He's a real samurai. <laughs> <laughs> you must kill him. All right. <laughs> but it's fun, man, watching boys. Do you guys know what you're having? So we're gonna have a girl. So the second right. one is a girl. That's yeah. awesome, man. There, um, the the boys are fun to watch. I was making a comment today. There was no taking any boy out of them uh, today, watching them play. Um, yeah. My seven year old came in last night. and He's like, "Why are my hands getting hard?" I was like, "It's cows, man. It's monkey bars, trees, rocks, you name it." You know, he's like, "The skin has changed." To work in the field. Doing <laughs> you know, hard work. But we've got a new place there. There's monkey bars, and they uh, took down. Monkey bars will tear up your hands. Oh, he loves those whole, oh, He loves it, and he's getting to. Um, he wants to explore. You yeah. know the the neighborhood, the area. So he's venturing, um, and it's, you know, listening to my wife and my mother-in-law who lives just through the wall there. Um, they're very. Uh, don't let him run down that hill. You know, don't. Yeah. Don't don't let him go down there without us watching him or whatever. But I don't know that there's any containing that. Yeah. Um, or at least to a certain extent. Again, I'm just as terrified as a child predator as the next person, you know, and that's the world we live in. But uh, the kid's got to do what he's got to do. He's yeah. Picking up rocks and breaking them. 
It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's climbing trees, falling out of them. And I've got two more to go, oh, plus the girl. So you, so so he's seven. So when's he gonna start coming out there? Three. Soon. Okay. Soon he asked me about it weekly. Maybe he's on the monkey bars. He's getting calluses on his hand. I can do it. Thinking, like he's ready for the murder. Yeah. And he's he's ready it. to hang out with uh, you know, with Jr. and and Bulldog and Slummy and Spike. Yeah. All of a sudden, perfect. You know, Spike will be his sort of like awesome. mentor. It would be awesome. And um, the only thing I would be concerned about at this point is attention span. Yeah. Um. But you know, I've watched um, Paula Dean on Saturday. It was over at Wakanda. He had his kids with him, and I was and I was watching and uh, in their you know their kid ways, they stay close to daddy. So yeah. I, I think uh, they'd probably do the same for at least a few times. Yeah, uh, I know Airball and those guys bring their kids out sometimes, and they're just kind of off on their own. Yeah. <laughs> they run a couple laps with us, and then they go, which is fine too. Okay, you know, that's good. Stay yeah. within outside or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to get him out there. I'm going to get him I think what some of these younger guys mm-hmm. have gotten, and we don't, we don't have a lot, whole lot of them. There's right. like, you know, Piano Man and obviously Spike and a couple other guys, you know, right. people have, you know, kind of had uh, good exposure and kind of regular exposure. Yeah. Say. But I think for those guys, I mean, it is a very special experience you know getting to be with all these guys who are really like taking life by the horns Mm -hmm. right and seeing what that's like at at an older age and going man i've got a lot of time before i get to that point right so Mm -hmm. i've got let's say let's say i'm a teenager or something like that and i and these guys are normally like in their 30s 40s 50s so I've, I've got a head start of like 20 years, yeah. 20 to 30 years to learn all these things. Man, I mean, if I'm, if I'm hanging around them, let me soak it up. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if how I would do as my teenage self in that environment, mm. but it's an incredible opportunity. Absolutely. And we never had that opportunity when we nope. were growing up. So, you know, nope. I'd be like, my advice would be like, kid, I realize that you want to be immature goofy and goof off and i understand all that but maybe you might want to take a swig of this Mm -hmm. experience and just see how you like it and i think you're going to learn a whole lot no harm you know yeah no harm no it's nothing but positive opportunities now so what do you what have you found in your term of time in the f3 universe what have you found that's been your um the thing that you valued the most from out man security man it's it's um it's like i was looking for these men you know yeah um and then there they are yeah Uh, i grew up um dad passed when i was a kid you know and and so many of these guys don't probably know how much I look up to them. Um, even if it's just as simple as them showing up and, and doing the hard thing uh, in the mornings, uh, means the world to me. But man, it's uh, security. I, I feel like I could take chances now without that anxiety that I would experience before, be it uh, careers or kids and the whole thing. It's like I've got the answers. 
Mm. You know, in my pocket. <laughs> then yeah. I could use it anytime. Mm-hmm. Just call somebody up, man. That's the that's so far aside from working out and doing Merkins in the morning. Right. Um and it's just there's so much value in that and I can't put a an amount on it. Yeah. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's just incredible. Is it is your experience the same? Like that's Yeah, I mean part yeah. of that. Part of that is is there, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm still kind of, you know, soaking that in yeah. as far as you know, trying to figure out what that what that means to me, mm-hmm. how much value that has to me. And I certainly know that it's a big part of my my thought is, you know, how can I be a better, um, I don't know what the word is friend, compatriot, uh, you know, uh, sidekick, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all these things to these guys, how can I be that for them? They want to, and they're, and they're probably thinking the same thing too. You know, we're later on in life and we're, you know, lots of our friends have gone different ways and we're just different kinds of people or whatever. And here's a chance to kind of reconnect mm-hmm. with guys that, you know, you didn't know probably before. But you have a chance to connect and make an instant kind of a connection plus impact plus, you know, um, kind of life um, altering or life enhancing kind of thing that you do. And I, I think it's important to do the workout because it sort of creates the basis mm-hmm. for which you get to experience other guys and go like, okay, you know, you, you come out here, you know, you do this every time. This is important enough for you because you do all this hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And that means that you don't take it lightly. You know, you're just not here. I mean, you could be sleeping in mm-hmm. and calling me later, but that wouldn't bond us too well, would it? Cause the little, Okay, we're not on the battlefield, but this is a sort of a war against our lesser mm-hmm. selves to be better. So we're in, we're engaged in a kind of a combat, right? Yeah. To go, you know, but no, I'm not going to be this mediocre self. Right. And I'm going to push somebody else to, they're going to push me. We're going to do this, do this, do this, and we're going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, and the result is you get a better you, you get a better them, you get a better relationship, you get a better eye on the what you need to be in the community as a citizen, as a leader, as a you know, it's pretty pretty bold, pretty pretty valuable. If you're just sitting around not doing anything on these more, you're missing on all that because I don't know really where you get that all from. Either. Yeah. And, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, it wasn't too long ago, I can remember sitting down with my wife being like, listen, I don't have anybody, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I got relatives and old friends, mm-hmm. but here I'm going through this challenge with adulting, yeah, and kids and careers and you yep. name it, and just didn't. Since joining F three, I haven't had that. Yeah, I haven't had that problem. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've had that thought. Yeah. Uh, with it for nothing else. And, and women need it too, I think. I you know, so that's so I think that, you know, that's I don't know exactly how they do it. And then there's women's groups too, but I think women you know, they're built a little different too. So, you know, who knows? Guys are, you know, we're competitive in that sense where we you know, like to you know, mm-hmm. push the buttons and do all this kind of stuff. It's, so I wonder what with women. It, they're so much better at saying, "Do you want to meet up?" Yeah. You know, before lunch for a, I don't know, a cup of coffee somewhere, mm-hmm. and they do it, and they do it often, or at least my wife used to. <laughs> she got so busy. But we, on the other hand, you know, take the workout element out of three. I mean, how often are we going to get a group of right ten, twelve, twenty guys together for coffee? Right. Right. Yeah. Talk about problems. Yeah, no, no, it's not going to happen too much. So you need that context. Yeah, and you need that. So you know, there's some dudes who, yeah, I mean, I would encourage guys who kind of after the workout just kind of go see ya. Right. You know, I would say you know don't say see ya. I know. You know, you know, spend some time with yeah. some other dude just for for a while because I know that you know. You can get get in your car pretty quickly, and then you're you're kind of cut off from the from the, another valuable aspect yeah. of that second F yeah. kind of thing, you know that that is important. So I really like the the philosophy behind, it, obviously. You know what what I could do with you know an F three can it can get a little um, um, basic training mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's sort of like being in. You know, being in the show platoon sometimes, <laughs> and so we can get a little sidetracked with some mm-hmm. of that testosterone, and mm-hmm. you know, and some of the combat kind of thing. But um, you know, if you can just get past some of that mentally and just go like, yeah, this this is for organization purposes. This is for making it easier. This is for making right. it make it more routine, and then you do. The, you modify as necessary, or you yeah. do how you know how best suits you. And it takes a little while for for I think for new guys to get past that mentally. So I'm sure there's guys who come in new, mm. and it it's a learning experience for them, and it's a challenge, and they kind of go, well, I know, and they kind of they kind of get out, and they don't come back in again. Right. I feel I feel bad about that because that could have been me. I mean, I could I could have done that. That first week, I was a little sore, and mm-hmm. I didn't really know those guys. And to go back again, and then again, and then again, and then maybe you know you get injured. That happened to me. I was out for at least eight weeks. I think it was some kind of you know Achilles kind of injury, and that could have been the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, well, you know, I gave it a shot. Yeah, you know. But for whatever reason, something kind of pulled me back in. And I think there's lots of lots of dudes who could can give up at certain stages. And so I would just encourage guys who know those dudes and be and whoever is the that kind of guy to like go like don't don't do that. Yeah, hang in there. Yeah, hang in there. Yeah, and uh, we're we're all kind of on the verge of that. Yeah. Of, oh, this is enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. something's got to give. And we'll let this go. And, and and it could be a couple of couple of bad. You know, I know that like during this time with the COVID, yeah. you know, is is one thing. You know, and I've seen a lot. Seen a lot of guys like not come out for that. You know, that's understandable right. to a certain. But then also have enough of that value that you have built up there to go. When this is over, I'm going to come back to this right. this scene, 
And also, I, I think that there were some guys who maybe probably their feelings were hurt by certain things that were said. There was lots of talk of, there's yeah. been lots of talk, and there's going to be lots of talk about politics and racial justice and all kinds mm-hmm. of things. Man, you just bear up and mm-hmm. get through it, you know. And that's the that's I think a big part of uh, of the of the you know. The pricelessness, I guess, of what we're doing here mm-hmm. is that you've got guys that are different than you, hopefully, mm-hmm. and that that's going to challenge you in some way. I mean, listen to each other. Yeah. And so that that's something that's something that I think that that experience overseas and stuff like that kind of helped sure. teach me. But I mean, I think I think there's lots of dudes who are who are not at that stage, mm-hmm. you know, who are not really ready to hear people with really differing opinions and really listen to them and really care about those those opinions too and even take the step of saying man and i've got some growth to do i think there's a lot of guys who've still got the everything built up hey i'm at this point right now in my life i pretty much got everything all figured out you know yeah i've got nothing really new to learn but thank you very much, and I'm enjoying the workouts, and I'm enjoying the relationships. It's like, well, how sad is that when you've still got a lot more good stuff right. to squeeze out of life? It's a, it's a tough one. I think taking those issues and those different dynamics and, and putting it anywhere else, it's a real hard hurdle to get over. Um, at least looking from the outside in to some of those guys, um, you really seen them say, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll open up to this different way of thinking. Let's talk about it. You know, and that, that's been pretty neat. Yeah. Cause I've never experienced that either anywhere in a normal yeah. day. No, like a normal very life. strange. Right. It's different. It's hard. Um, so encouraging that to continue is awesome. But I think you have to look at it that way. I mean, I think when, when you get up early in the morning right. and you get out there, you have to go, you know what? I'm ready for something that's not going to be completely ordinary. Yeah. And I welcome that. And guys who are looking at it like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do my routine. Mm-hmm. You know, get I'm going I'm I'm to get, I'm going to go there and I'm going to see this person and this person. And I'm going to hang out. We're mm-hmm. going to do this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to pick up where we left off. I'm like, well, or mm. you get a whole lot more out of it. Yeah. You know, new things, new people. That, that's why I think that I really enjoy some of these different AOs. Sometimes mm-hmm. like I kind of like um, pop up mm-hmm. at one is like, I almost have spent almost no time with these. But I'll see those same guys that I saw the last time. Right. They're still there. They're still hanging out. And their friendships, yeah, are getting mm-hmm. deep and they're getting good and they're hanging out a lot and they're doing a lot of special extra things together. But also, you know, I'm learning from them yeah. some things. hope they're learning from me some things. And that's valuable. And then so, so with that, I, I'm thinking, you know, hey, don't you guys want to do more with this mm-hmm. you know this this chance and the, and the, the opportunities there yeah to, to do it yeah ask hard questions have hard conversations yeah 
Well, I mean, and it's part of, it's part of having that spirit too, like, yeah. and I think that's a lot of guys have that spirit. A lot of active members of F three, they they've got that spirit where they're going, you know, um, yeah, dare me, yeah, you know, eh me, mm-hmm. you know, make me have to say no mm-hmm. to you, and I'd be like, yeah, man, I'm going to force you to, or I'm not going, I'm not going to force you. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw something out there. And see if you'll pick it up, you know, and you can do the same thing with me, you know. And I know there's some dudes like, well, your your situation, you've always, yeah. you've always said that it's, you know, it's hard to say no when someone says, hey, let's do this. It's hard to say no. Well, I'm like, yeah. mm, well once I know that. <laughs> Especially yeah. Yeah. the F3 guys. Right. I can't. I right. Mean, maybe, right. Maybe I can now. Yeah. I've been there. Well, well there's, a, there's a few guys who are like you had. They have some crazy ideas, and you're like, no, no, yeah, it's okay. But there's some guys that like it's pretty hard to say no to them almost for almost anything because they're they're like they're it's just on the edge, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, oh man, I am going to have to wake up earlier. It is going to, but they're asking me to do it. I know, so I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. You know, I still regret that. <laughs> Patch, I'm, I'm there for you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I give him a ride anytime he needs one. Yeah. I'll throw that out there. <laughs> I'll eat one. Right. Um, man, this has been great. Yeah. It's only Is a wrap up time? Yeah, almost two hours. Oh, man. Uh, what after questions would not answer? When did you start? We got it. Got the name. Um, eh, faith. You know, how's that? Well, I think that's another mm-hmm. dynamic area, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I mean, I don't get a chance to go to nearly as many of the things as I'd like to. I mean, I'm, I'm the quote unquote, um, one of the coordinators for, for the third F mm-hmm. and uh, which is me like prayer list and right. some things like that. But um, I mean, there's a lot more that I would like to do. I, I wish it wasn't. It didn't require as much time and coordination and connecting as it does, mm-hmm. and so it's it's hard to do the workouts, then do some other things, then hit Twitter, then do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to do all those things. Um, yeah. I don't want my I don't want everything to be you know sort of F three focused. I think there's I think that's a start, and then there's life outside of that where you can use a lot of the tools. Sure, right? But we don't want to be stuck in the uh, in the rotation of right. doing F three things, so I think oh. you could. You, it could be all consuming. I mean, you could yeah. be going for rocks all the time and going for this and going. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's a great fun time, but um, you know, uh, so with the with the faith thing, um, I mean, I think for most of the guys, it is an open um, forum mm-hmm. to learn more and. Um, I think so. I think it's. I think it's fluid. You know. I think there's lots that I'm, lots that I'm catching. Yeah. I think that I'm probably less of the traditional mm-hmm. guy than I used to be, and I'm more of this changing, mm-hmm. changing person. Um, but really interested in hearing what people's faith journeys are yeah. at this point too. And when I mean what I mean by faith is not 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 only just the spiritual part, but just like the the character side, the a deeper mm-hmm. side of what's going on with people. And you're out yeah. There. yeah. Really? Yeah. So solid answer. 
<laughs> we talked fitness, pace, fellowship. I think we've got covered in some form or fashion. Yeah. Um, well, let's end it off with the circle of trust. I mean, I like to, I like to use this opportunity where if you've got something, just like we would in after the end of a workout, you know, if you've got something you wanted to get off the chest, or if mm-hmm. you want, you know, it could be encouragement, or it could be whatever. Circle yeah. Of trust. Well, certainly. I mean, I think, you know, like we said a little bit, you know, this this past two to two and a half years that I've been doing this, it's it's a um, you know, it's a daily challenge. I think it, it it's it, it wouldn't take a whole lot to get you on a course where you're you know you're not the man that you want to be. You know, so I think we need to be striving and know that it's not all the things that you do. It's a lot of the, um, it's a lot of the other people that are, that influence your life that you let their, um, relationships with you and all the things like that, let that kind of, it's great. Wow. Last year, so I got this is a funny little, mm-hmm. funny little story, interesting little story. Last year, I was on a, I was on a run. It was in September, and I was in Serbia at the time. And I decided that I was going to do a longer run than typical. I don't know if it was ten or thirteen miles or something like mm-hmm. that, but I was in a, I was not feeling it. I was not feeling it. I was in like cornfield something mean, going along this road and then it went off into another thing dusty and the dogs and stuff like that it was just like real nasty and I like started to get sore muscles and started to get uphill and, and I was just like you know what I need to summon up some some encouragement you know what I started doing it was the craziest thing I started thinking of dudes that I work out with so I was like I was like just like running along and I was like saying some names like Xerox, graffiti, explosion, Hoosier, you know, square. I was just saying different different names in my mind, kind of going through, and it actually gave me sort of, sort of an encouragement, That's you know. Awesome. And I, so, whereas I was probably about five miles into that run and really feeling like I hit the wall, and I went ahead and did a ten mile. 12 mile, 30 mile, I don't remember how long run as a result of this. So it's, it's, um, it's inspiring. You know, you, you, you want to be around guys who are inspiring you. And sometimes those names come up to you and you go, you reflect on things that, that, that means to you. Those relationships mean to you. Those, those models mean to you. And you go, this guy wouldn't let me down. You know, and when you say his name, that it brings up something in you that goes, and I'm not going to let him down on this particular moment right here. I'm going to keep on, you know, moving, you know. So, I, I don't know what that meant, but <laughs> I just thought it was interesting because it's a good forum to, to, to say something like that, to say these are some of the kind of intangible kind of things that you get mm. when you allow yourself to be 
affected and inspired by the dudes around you. Let each other be your own heroes in a way. Um, but so real quick, um, the other the other point that I was going to make. So we got a little baby coming up in you know, a little bit over a month. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I want to be, and it's going to be a girl. So I'm gonna, I, I I need a lot of goodness, you know, to be pouring out of me. I need a lot of a good man, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's one thing with a son. I think it's maybe even more so with a daughter, you know, to be the man that's going to be her, you know, solid rock, you know. And I don't mean that in a, in a uber masculine kind of way. I mean, I mean, in a, in a, in a, in a good parenting, loving kind of way. You know, you want to be, um, the kind of person that, you know, you're going to make mistakes, obviously, you're not going to be perfect, but to be the person that, you know, you, you can be for this life, this young life that's so mm. teeter-tottering all the time. Kids are, these days, and there's so many ways that they can go, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they've got all the self-esteem one minute, and they've got nothing in the you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to know, especially where your self-esteem is going to come from. Is it going to come from just all the likes that you get from your TikTok video? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be from the real love that you really feel with someone? And it's it's much more complicated than it ever used to be. I mean, man, we need a lot more um, compassion, patience, you know, and own goodness mm-hmm. to emanate from us then. Maybe maybe than they used than it used to be, you know. It's gotta be gotta be tangible. Let's, let's do our part to yeah yeah circle yeah come on back yeah. What a better place for it. These people, these men that were yeah that were with. That yeah. is great. Yeah, you're doing great. Thanks, brother. I think you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, young father. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I realize that I start off late in life, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I want to take full advantage of what it is. So for young fathers who have got, I mean, like guys like Jingles or whatever, man, I mean, you, you got to feel envious of a guy who's, you know, starts off early and you got Paula Dean, you got all these guys who are, you know, young and they've got kids and they've got, you know, a lot of things. I mean, man, much, much better situation. On the other hand, you know, it can happen later on in life too. And you can use your experiences to, in 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 another way. So I think, I think the, the, yeah, I mean, obviously the kid that I'm raising is going to be probably a little different than the kid that a younger guy is raising. Your kid's going to hang out with They're like, what's wrong with you? Haven't they traveled? Is that the way that you talk? (laughs) So, uh, so cosmopolitan. Right. Right. Uh, all fucking shirts and stuff. Right. No, it's great. So I climbed into the couch and I settled down inside. That's it. All right, wrapping it up, wrapping it up. Good stuff, man. I'm going to hit the... 
very own guiding light in this week for uh, the American Yammer. Um, guys, listen, uh, what I didn't cover in the episode was where you could find guiding light. Um, he is on Twitter. As I pull him up, let me take a look and see if I can find him real quick. Bear with me, guys. Um, he is often at the Fringe uh, on Fridays. Uh, it's probably where I see him most often. I think he'd like to do some Twitter runs on uh, Wednesday over at uh, Natty's Hump. Um, let's see, Guiding Light. Where are you? Derek Whitefield, F3 Guiding Light. He is on Twitter. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or, or you listen to something in this podcast that you want to continue that conversation on with him, um, I believe that that is probably the best way to reach him. You can send him a DM over there at. Uh, at F3 Guiding Light, common spelling, and uh, I'm sure he'll get back in touch with you. Um, guys, I appreciate the time that you took to listen to the podcast. That means a lot to me. Um, I love whenever I'm, you know, posting up at an AO um, and I get um, suggestions, comments, um, uh, praises, or whatever for uh, doing this thing. It's a lot of fun. Um, I've really enjoyed the opportunity that I get to have to, to, to sit down and and uh, yammer on about a number of things uh, or nothing in particular um, yeah guys keep coming back uh, share this thing with your uh, fellow packs um, try to help the American Yammer catch some traction um, and keep it going and uh, maybe uh, EH some guys if they haven't uh, or, they, or if they want to know more about it or whatever maybe they can subscribe to the podcast have a listen uh, be able to unpack some of it there um but yeah, that's it, guys. Again, thank you for uh, taking the time um, out of your day or your week to, to listen to the episode. That means the world to me. Uh, guys, and I guess I will see you in the gloom.